My name's David and this is Hypothetic RL, a podcast about the what-ifs of rugby league history. For this episode, I'm joined by Dragon superfan Steph. Uh, that's how she wants to be known, as superfan Steph. So, how are you going, Steph? I'm very well, David. Thank you. How are you today? I'm great. Well, we we actually, when I called you, I'll, I'll everyone know that we started talking and we probably got about five, ten minutes of, of content that I didn't record and realised you uh, you have so much uh, knowledge and so much um, passion about the dragons that I better actually get you on recording before I go yeah. any further. You might have. You might. Hopefully, you didn't. Um. Yeah, didn't get all my brilliance at that point, and um, there's still more to come. So. Oh, look, I. I I've only talked to you for five minutes so far, and I think there's plenty of brilliance and plenty of uh, passion for the dragons going on there. Yeah, so, uh, look, I, I, obviously, you know, people know you from Twitter, uh, yeah. and you know, everyone knows that you're a, a passionate dragons fan. So, and I'm really glad that I have you on. I I put a call out to some dragons fans because I keep I keep taking off premierships off you and. I, it feels it feels bad, and I, I I wanted to actually have Dragons fan on here so I can maybe right some of those wrongs. Look, it's it's fair. I mean, yeah, um, there are there are a few that 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 are out there that um are a bit contentious, I guess. So you know, it's good that um hopefully we can be painted in a bit of a better light. I know some of us um can be a bit passionate as such, but um we're not all um all that bad so yeah it'd be good to to share um yeah a bit of other a bit of a different perspective i guess so yeah it'll, it'll be good to to chat about it that's for sure that's great well look i i don't i i'll put it out this this way i i never really liked the dragons but it's not your fault it's no, it's fair. the fault of a, a neighbor of mine who oh. uh was was a absolute fanatical dragons fan and just used to give it to me all the time about being a Parramatta fan because you know the last time we won something i was six years old so you know went right through anything from 90s and beyond and especially through those periods to the the two like late 90s early 2000s where we kept losing preliminaries and grand finals and he just kept going yeah. at me so that's the only reason i don't really like dragons i you know the funniest thing is that i've got so many people i know who are dragons fans and they're all really nice and look i even he's even a really nice guy he just would not stop going on about oh how's paramedic gonna go this year yeah. that sort of crap. so you know like, that's for sure we really we like to dish it and i think um it's very um common i think that a lot of like i think i'm lucky in the sense like being in the Illawarra and being from the Illawarra, a lot mm. of um, a lot of people I talk to and know and whatnot are very um, are very much you know Dragons fans as well. But there are a few that like you know for instance are not um, are not yeah Dragons fans at all. Like, yeah, I, I just think that it's just it's kind of like it must just be a thing that's in our blood where we just love to dish it, and it's just mm. you know it'll be like you know at home with my dad, he's a Tigers fan, so I'm like you know we're at each other's throats really. But I think I'm the bit more of the yeah, the savage one as such, and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but it, I don't want to be like it's the the years of success that have come 
you know, as the St. George side of things, because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as fantastic and amazing and, you know, it's historical as it is, and you can't, like, it, it'll yeah, it'll never be repeated, I don't think, like 13 odd years of, you know, domination in the way that they, um, that they did. But, um, yeah, I don't think for myself personally, it's that sort of, um, that sort of mentality. It's just, I think it's just a lot of pride. I think it's just, yeah, something about them. I, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of um, a lot of bands of every team really have that same mentality, but it just must be something about the Dragons sort of fans that we just kind of we just we love rubbing things into people's faces, which is very ironic considering the past few years. That's for sure. <laughs> well, look, I think the thing with Dragons fans is because you had so much success and you had so much over your whole history. You're winners. Mm. You're winner, and winners are grinners, and winners are the ones who rub it into the losers. But unfortunately, recently for you guys, you haven't really had much to rub into anyone. So, no, you know. definitely not. No. But uh, no. look, that, that's fine. I. I I'm starting to come around to you, Dragons fans. I think I think I might be nicer to you from now on. Um, Thank you. Appreciate I, I think it. I'll I'll continue to talk to Dragons fans. Like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of great podcast guys out there that are Dragons fans. Who every time I do one of these episodes, it's just like, mate, what's going on? Do you just not like us? <laughs> so I thought I've got to have an actual Dragons fan on here to talk about a Dragons topic because I've had Dragons fans talk about other things. Uh, yeah. the actual Dragons topic and then that way we can give you something positive to go home with and, and stop taking 2010 Premiership off you which I have done so many times um, yeah well look, look it, the only time I would ever really think that it, like you know the Premiership itself like the only contentious thing which I will deny till my grave but you know for the sake of the podcast and for yourself David I think you know the only thing is just that Brett Morris put on the sideline really mm-hmm. um, but other than that I, I you know we won that fair and square we um, yeah. yeah I think it was a yeah it was a great game but uh, yeah I, I still yeah that, that moment I was like oh we got away with that one it was a little sneaky <laughs> but um finally someone's smiling down on us so that's we i think we earned that one yeah, and we're probably fine. paying for it now the next what 10 years later we're still paying for it so it might have been the karma but, well if you can yeah. get one if you can get one that way you know like if you it doesn't uh, there's teams that win it too often and you can't oh. you can't like them like that's fine no. but the dragons they they went through a lot of pain to get that one and, yeah, definitely. you know, maybe I'm just envious because mine went through a lot of pain and we didn't get any, but, you know, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> you never know. One day, maybe in the next 10 or so years. Oh, you know, maybe in the next know. 100 <laughs> years, Steph, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, you we've, never know. You never know. We've got know. Bryce Miracles Cartwright in our team, so. Yeah, you know. well, that could be the defining factor, really. I mean, yeah. this could be his revival, really. Could be. <laughs> Could be. It's funny you mentioned the the foot on the sideline because as we're recording this tonight, the episode yeah. that I just did with the voluntary tackle, uh, where we discussed that exact stepping out thing, <laughs> was on this morning. So it, it's it's like I can't get away from this grand final. Every time I do anything, I'm I'm about to release in next two weeks. Is there's some more? There's solo ones, and I mentioned I go through 2010 like not specifically but it goes through it so i just keep going through this season i don't think i can get i'm in some kind of groundhog day i can't get out of 2010 um so i might have to do a bit of um palate cleansing once i've got through these these ones here and just do something from before 1980 or something just to get away from 2010 because because it wasn't a great year for me so i just rather not go near there oh after 2009 as well like yeah yeah i know it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I think that I um, yeah, with 2010 itself, like you know, 
I just like, I'm like, oh, I'll just go back to that year anyway. Like I just, you know, it was such a great year, but I think it was just one like, yeah, dragons wise. It just, it like, oh, I don't know, like just the amount of pride, like in that year. And it was just, yeah, it was good. It was good. But yeah, I wish we could relive it personally. I wish I could relive it every day or every year or I don't know. But <laughs> it was just so good. It was so good. And it was just, yeah, you're right. Like it was such a long time coming. Like, yeah, you just, yeah, you just suffer for so long. And I, I can't imagine what you'd be like feeling. But um, no. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, getting so close in 2005 and, um, you know, being, you know, what was our year three, I think then. And um, mm. yeah, and I, you know, I was really like, I just remember after that gang, just, I think it was one of the first times I actually like had a heartbreak or something. Like, it was just like, yeah, I was like, I understood like the severity of like, you know, of what had happened. We had gotten so close and of course it was against the Tigers and, you know, thank God the yeah. Tigers went on to win that year. Cause if I'm going to like watch us lose to anyone, I'd rather us watch, like I'd rather us lose to someone who's going to go out as champion. Yeah. But um, yeah, 2010 when, yeah, we beat the Tigers and, you know, we went on the, you know, the whole year, the run that we were really on, like it was just, yeah, just something about it. Like, you know, you just knew like, obviously that Wayne effect when he came in, like when they, you know, had everything that had been announced and whatnot in 2008, mm-hmm. like you just knew, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's like just too much optimism, but it was just something about just that whole aura that he brought and just like, um, you know, how he had cleaned out practically everyone. Like, you know, he he really did remove like that, that coaching staff, I suppose, that, um, you know, had been there for so long, you know, he yeah. put that new perspective in and put it or made it fresh. And, you know, you just knew something was going to, was going to come. And it's, it's nice that it happened, but it's just now it's like, oh, well, it's like we've gone 20 steps back. So it's, yeah, um, yeah I think, yeah, the memories will live on forever. That's for sure. That's fine. Well, look, I think that's a, you're being a brilliant guest at the moment because you're segueing right to the topic. So, <laughs> so basically a hypothetical for today uh, for this episode is that we're going to say, well, basically in 2011, after the Dragons win their premiership, 2010, uh, Wayne Bennett announces that he's going to leave the Dragons, and yeah. two weeks later, he's announced that he's the new Newcastle coach. So yeah. I think it was March, April that time. So yeah. what we're going to do for you, Steph, is we're going yeah. to allow you to keep Wayne Bennett. So okay. uh, Wayne Bennett's not going to not going to leave. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe Nathan Tinkler never comes around and Newcastle don't have yeah. the money. Uh, maybe just Wayne decides that he likes it, the Dragons and he's going to try and win a second premiership. So yeah. uh, I, d- I don't know for how long. We don't, I'm not going to go through every season un- afterwards. But I think <laughs> what we just say is from, from 2011 onwards, for at least another, say, three or four years, Wayne Bennett stays the coach of, of the Dragons. Um, yeah. We've already pretty much done a little bit of your... Uh, uh, like I like to go a bit of a re- rewind and just let everyone know where we're up to, so that they can they can know sort of what effect might happen beyond it. But we've mm-hmm. you've pretty much already talked through it. So obviously, 2010, you win the the premiership the year before. I just wanted to say about 2005. That season, it was it was St George and Parramatta the whole time, the whole season, yeah. and we got robbed of a St George Parramatta grand final. It would have been an epic grand final. Um, oh, absolutely. 
really. And we got we, it's a few times a few times in those period, like in around '99, we got Robert of one too because we lost in a prelim, and you guys got beaten in the, that grand final as well. Mm. And it just it felt like we should get one eventually. It's almost like when people talk about you know Roosters yeah. Rabbitohs grand final, we'd love to have seen St George, um, sorry, St George Parramatta grand final. Yeah. But we just we never got one because. When we kind of, when you guys got to one, we fell over and before it. And when you, you know, when we got to one, you guys fell over in that year. So, yeah, for sure. You know, it would have been great to have seen. But like you said, St. George went through quite a few years of, of getting really close. And, you know, I suppose in coaching stocks, uh, look, I, maybe I just asked you a question because we'll, we'll go back mm. in time. But yeah. what, what do you think about, or what did you think about Nathan Brown as the coach? Did you... Did you you were a bit young, or do you sort of remember him as the main coach? No, no, it was um yeah, he was the coach when I really started getting into it. So I would have been yeah, just year two. I would have been really getting into the Dragons. So what's that? Two thousand and four, I think. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so he was pretty much yeah always there. That's the coach I remember like when I first started really following the Dragons. So um. Yeah, I I didn't mind him. I thought that um, from what I understood with, like, the people around me, so my family, my my dad in particular, he um you know, he had a few insights as to where he was where he worked. Um, he had a few friends as as such that that had a bit of knowledge about the dragons and what was going on inside, I guess. And yeah, the the vibe that I really understood was that he was you know it was quite young, quite young to have just yeah. you know really been thrown into that coaching position and um yeah and so I guess whenever we were in that losing sort of my like you know period or whenever we would lose a, a few games um with him as coach it'd be you know because he was inexperienced or because he would he would be one of the boys as such you know the you know the younger sort of one where he'd probably go and you know he, he wouldn't maybe have taken it so seriously as such but at that same point it's like they still did really really well at times with him so like you know you do look at your 05 06 like mm-hmm. you know whilst they're they're not like you know textbook perfect years I mean especially 05 I mean he's doing something right oh, and definitely. it's either like you know that that um you know he's he's got the right players there or he's he's got some you know coaching style that's working so I think um Overall, I think he um, he's a great coach, but I think he his reign at the Dragons or his reign coaching, at, mm. you know, might have come a bit too early, and I think that's why you know that you know that kind of moving on to Wayne or you know whoever else that could have come, it, it probably was really welcome because yeah, it, it was you know someone who was inexperienced, and I think that that's probably the only thing that I would have as a criticism, you know, towards him at that time. But I think now, like looking at how he did at Newcastle and, you know, who knows what he's going to do at the, at the Warriors. I think he, he's obviously matured quite well and he's got a good understanding of the game. But I think at that point in time, it was just, um, yeah, maybe too soon for him. And I guess it, um, it might have helped, you know, him, in the sense that he was just kind of shifted in. Like, I don't, I don't know what their thinking was really. I mean, there, yeah. there might be something out there to kind of, to, to help, um, to help highlight what it was that, you know, drew him in, in particular. But um, to me, I think he was just, yeah, too young for the job as such. But, yeah. Well, he only, he'd only yeah. retired, what, a couple of years earlier, maybe two, three yeah. years earlier or something. Cause he was in, 
He was in that team. Obviously, he's in that 99-9 team. Mm. And I think he, maybe a year or two after that. And then yeah. um, I think he retired 2001 or something like that, around that sort of time. So, yeah. you, you know, you're talking about like three years later, he's the coach. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah. a bit of a – it's an interesting one. And I think like unless – like I reckon even, you know, you see some of the players now who do go into coaching sort of roles like quite soon after they retire, even if it's mm. like not – just in a sense of a head coaching role but like I don't know I think sometimes it's yeah like I don't know is there like a sort of way in which that coaches like are born as such like do you should you be studying a certain way or is it more so experience that you have like it always interests me and like yeah I just just think that just because you're a good player doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach as such so yeah Mm. but you know then it might be that you know later on they develop it you know if if they are in this sort of coaching consultancy role or something like that, like, you mm. know, it might develop over time. But, yeah, I don't know. I just feel as though, yeah, just being a few years from retiring, yeah. I just think it's very, um, very risky in a way. And I think it, um, yeah, it didn't pay off, I guess, for him at that time. But, mm. yeah. But well, it did let us yeah, it, a lot of a lot of the coaches, you know, you see these coaches and they're they're rookie ones that they have success. Like you mm. talked about your Trent Robinson and that sort of, yeah. you know, that sort of one. A lot of them didn't. They didn't come straight out of playing, or they, you know, they came from coaching, maybe head coaching in, you know, a lower grade or something. Or mm. I, th- I think Robinson coached over in France. I think it was the Catalans coach. Yeah, Catalans. Yeah. So you know, what yeah. I mean, like he still had. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to deride the English Super League. I love the Super League, but you yeah. know, there's a little bit less pressure on you over there. Uh, a little bit yeah, less definitely. eyes on you. So you yeah. know, maybe he had, he had a bit more time to develop his his coaching style. And a lot of the other great yeah. coaches, you know, they don't. They didn't just jump straight into it. They were. You know, it sort of seemed like they threw him in a bit early because it's like, well, he's a yeah. club legend. Let's just throw him in. He's he knows yeah. the boys. He'll know what to do. And it doesn't seem to work out so well when that happens. Uh, no, think... definitely not. And I, I mean, it, we saw it then, and we will probably always, you know, see it happen. But mm. yeah, I just think, um, yeah, just because you may have been in that system, I don't know if that's the right way in which. Yeah, I think you need to like personally from what I've observed or what I understand like I think if they've kind of been applying their trade as such under a head coach and especially one who's quite successful I mean Mm. look at like Jason Riles and how he's you know been under Craig Bellamy I mean I'm sure he'll be a great head coach at some point but and and it's not because he's you know he played in like the storm system for years like he wasn't there for that long but it's because he's like you know he he you know he's he's learning from the best and like he's you know he's going to benefit from that rather than just being thrown straight in because he knows a few plays or whatnot so I think um Yeah. yeah I think that might be yeah, something that they didn't consider at that time. But that's right. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a reason why some of these these sort of rookie, these sort of assistants do better than other ones do. You know, the ones that, and, <clears throat> and they're also you know a lot of the ones that come through the Melbourne system underneath Bellamy are are very highly sought after. And I, I mean, mm. you know, it could be just because of the name of, of Bellamy and the you know no, the fact of being yeah. in Melbourne, but it also seems to be because they they do well. Like and same thing with you know, some of the lower. Um, Roosters coaches that have come through and and mm. gotten extra, you know, like they're not always going to be winners, you know. With mm. every 
yeah, with everyone you get like that, you get maybe a, a Garth Brennan who didn't work out the Titans or, yeah, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't think Nathan Brown served any kind of apprenticeship at all, you know what I mean? And I don't, mm. I don't, remember, I don't remember a lot about the uh, – who was the coach before Nathan Brown? Was uh, it Andrew Farrah? Was that – Could have been. I'm not sure. Might have been – yeah. yeah. So that's just just before my time, I think. So like, yeah. as a true passionate fan, but um, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to remember. Um, I'm just trying to remember who was that coach in that time. I think it might have been. That makes uh, that does sound right. So that's probably mm. sounds about right. But then, you know, like it, he was he was a transitional transitional coach too. You know, he hadn't mm. been there for very long, so he didn't really no. have someone to to bring him through. And you know, I think, and also I think the 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 thing is that. If you're an assistant coach, it's very rare for the assistant coach coming up through the system when the, the main coach goes and is put your assistant on to actually be successful as well. Mm, you know what I mean? For like sure, it's for sure. it's sort of it's it's rare for that to happen. Usually you you bring an assistant from another system that comes in or a coach that's been around for a while and they're usually the ones yeah. that, that get the better yes, yeah, so the better of everything. Uh yeah, uh, so I think, sorry, uh, sorry to cut you off, but I was going to say, so I think the the only other thing, obviously that's, that's you know, sort of St. George's situation. Um, mm. um, I don't want to go through the whole career of Wayne Bennett, but we obviously know, you know, a successful coach in the BRL and then, mm. you know, he pretty much was the Canberra coach in the 87 grand final, but they didn't officially make him the coach, but yeah. we pretty much knew he was. And then obviously his success with the Broncos and then, you know, he went on to the success with, with St. George of Laura. So, Look, realistically, everyone, I think everyone kind of, maybe not everyone, but a lot of people doubted that he could have success outside of Brisbane. You know, oh, like definitely, it, yeah. And I, and I never understood that because I thought, well, you know, Brisbane's not, he's been a successful coach for so long with them. It, it, if he'd mm. been, if it had been just a great system and, you know, that was what caused it, um, then you'd be fine, you know, you'd be fine saying that. But I just, I just mm. don't think that that was the case. You know, it, it, Brisbane, he, he basically kept them in the finals for a lot of time, you know, a lot of that time period. So, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't really, um, I can't believe what people used to say. I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you. So when you're saying that you were in like year three, I was, you know, well into university at the time you, you're talking yeah. about. Um, but, you know, I'm like, it's, it, it seemed, it always seemed strange to me at the time, especially when there was, there was a lot of, rumblings around you know that sort of 2008 when he decided to leave and and a lot of people had said oh well he's probably going to go to the roosters and that's how he's going to you know win premierships because you know yeah. they they you know uncle nick will buy him all the players he needs and you know there was all this still this knock on him if he if he went somewhere else and it, i suppose it was an interesting decision that he went to the dragons i don't know what was sort of behind that but I'm not sure if there was maybe a bigger challenge there, or maybe he just thought that the playing socks were were a bit better around the St George Illawarra area. So yeah, yeah. Well, I think it could have been a combination of the two, really. I mean, it it would have been like considered quite a challenge. I mean, mm. yeah. I mean, you just the expectation of being the coach of the Dragons. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that in itself. But um, yeah. But then the playing socks. I guess like you've got such a great you know, junior system, both St. George and Illawarra. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's just, yeah, just the players that have come through. Um, and unfortunately, not all have, you know, stuck through with the Dragons and whatnot. But just mm-hmm. the players that have come from those two areas in particular. Like, yeah, and, um, you know, I, I, I do see quite a bit of it, you know, being down here um, in the region, Illawarra. Like, especially, like, just the players that you you see, like, that I remember reading about, 
you know, in, in junior leagues, um, whether it be down even in the South Coast and whatnot, and seeing that, you know, they're, they're playing not only at the Dragons now, but then, or have played, or just going on to some big, big things with other clubs as well. So I think it's just such a great, like, a great pool in both, yeah, just in the Illawarra and at St. George as well. So I think, yeah, he was very um, blessed in the sense that he had that to, to work with as well. So, um, yeah, I think that would have probably been a big factor as well. I think he seems to be someone who definitely a type of coach that, that does want to, um, to, to kind of breed, I guess, from within. So, yeah, yeah hopefully yeah. that, um, yeah, was a big factor as well. Well, I think it, it, that is that as well as, yeah, look, I think there's definitely a challenge there. And I was just mm. just having a little bit of a look as well at the at the sort of signings that happened, you know, under his tenure as well. Mm. So, you know, like he responsible for bringing, you know, guys like Wendell Saylor and Jamie Soward in the first instance. And then, you know, like if you were the 2009 players that came in, you got Darius mm. Boyd and Neville Costigan and, mm. you know, um, Jeremy Smith and Michael yeah. Wayman. I mean, Michael Wayman's career was going absolutely nowhere until he went to the Dragons. And absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's the that's the other thing with, with them attracting, you know, Wayne Bennett is that he knows he's going to get quality players come with him, mm-hmm. even if they're not even from the club he was from. You know, he's going yeah. to attract guys. Because similar to Bellamy, maybe not exactly the same, but players know that they will have a better career with a coach like him that yeah he gets oh, the best sure. out of his players so for you know sure. and there's look i that 2010 squad i was a very very good team and you know i don't know i don't know if around that period if there's many other squads that were, were you know better than that squad in 2010 you guys had so you know it was, no no it was, definitely i think it wasn't like they weren't at that point, like not all of them, if you know, were huge international stars and whatnot as well. Mm. I mean, they really, you know, in that team, they became that, you know, under, under Wayne, under working as the unit that they became. And it's just, um, yeah. And I think that, yeah, that to me, that would have been such a draw card following, you know, maybe into 2010 and 11 after 2009. I think that would have been such a big, yeah, big attraction for the players, like you say, to want to be a part of that and to, you know, to get the best out of themselves through Wayne. So, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great squad, yeah. So, so, look, I think if, you know, that gets us to roughly where we were up to, where, you know, mm. with Wayne Bennett in 2011. So, I don't want to go too much further into what, you know, what you guys did in 2010. But mm. I, what, I, what I did want to sort of touch on is the fact that obviously you know early in the season in 2011 he he gets announced that he's he's leaving and he's going to go coach mm. somewhere else yeah. um and you know i don't know what you think of that 2011 season that you guys had but i mean trying to defend a title is is tough at the at the best yeah. of times but when yeah. you know the coach isn't going to be there beyond that year uh, i don't know mm. whether that i mean you got made to the finals so it's not like you you didn't get close <laughs> so yeah they didn't give up completely but um yeah, it wasn't the same. It definitely wasn't the same as 09, definitely not the same as 10. Mm. But, um, yeah, 2011, it was, yeah, it wasn't the same sort of, I don't know if it wasn't the same sort of morale. But, I mean, yeah, you did kind of have, like, you know, Gaznia even, like, yeah. leaving, you yeah. know, announcing him, himself leaving. I mean, yeah, I, I, it feels as though it was a bit of a flow-on effect from, yeah, Wayne announcing it quite early that, mm-hmm. yeah, he wasn't going to be around. I think, um, yeah, it did have some impact. So, yeah. 
Well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, because that's right. You had Mark Gesney leaving, and then you had like a couple of these, a couple of the other guys. Mm. You know, in two thousand and twelve, you've got you know Darius Boyd going. Obviously, he's mm. got it. He has to follow his his father across to, to Newcastle. Wayne. He you has know. to. Do it's part of the contract, so it's that's like, right. And he fine, took you know. he took Adam Cuthbert with him as well to Newcastle. Yep. He took yep. uh, Alex Jeremy McKinnon Smith with him. Well left. Jeremy Smith left. You know, there's yeah. there's quite a lot of yeah. I mean, you know, they a they all lot kind of, of yeah. They all kind of got out of there really quickly after mm. after Wayne left. So it's like they knew. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't. Well, Darius knew because Darius was like, "Hey, Dad, what are we? What are we doing? Where are we playing next year?" So um, that was, you know, he was he was ready for it. Um, but yeah. yeah, the rest, yeah, the rest of them. And you know, look, I I gotta say, I don't I don't hate the Dragon squads from right after that. But you know, it no. wasn't pretty. It was a pretty big fall from grace. I mean, I know that. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It was very big difference. Um. Yeah, I think, like, it was just, like, even the squads itself, like, looking back on it. Like you say, they're not terrible squads, but, mm. yeah, it's a big difference, you know, going from, yeah, from where it was to how, what it got to. I mean, you know, there were there was, what, that period where Nathan Fiend, the poor guy, he was, like, he was getting thrown in the in the halves. And, I mean, I know he's not a bad half, but he wasn't, he wasn't a very good half for, what was it, 20... 12 or 13 in particular that he was really thrown in there and it was just yeah like yeah it, it just it's as though they just couldn't attract anyone after the wayne period it was yeah. just like oh well what's the point now that he's gone the good players are, are gone like yeah it's just all that flow and effect like things got getting shaky with Sowie and all that so it's um yeah it's and a big I mean, flow effect. the the other point i suppose is that you know once once wayne leaves he gets replaced by his assistant, as we just said, you mm. know, assistants coming from the same system don't always do so well, and you know they no. they hung around with Steve Price for a long time, and yeah, they really did. They really persisted, and it's just um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like yeah, is it there could be so many factors as to why I guess, but yeah, I just think that it wasn't a very wise decision. It just obviously it wasn't, but um, no, no. yeah, he wasn't he wasn't getting the results. He was um you know, not attracting anyone really that's worth noting. Mm. Like, you know, it's not, it's, they're, they're dark, like darker, I suppose, periods in the Dragons history. I think it's just, um, yeah, I guess everything that kind of just flowed on. And I think the way in which, um, yeah, as I mentioned, like with Jamie Soward, kind of like mm. everything that kind of that fallout was crazy. And yeah, I think that was, that was, I think the, the kind of defining factor for me, Mm-hmm. was with the with the Steve Price period was just how that all kind of came about and just how yeah Salad was like he is the like the best half like in the game I reckon I know it's very biased but he was setting the world alight and I, like he he's not the most you know talented or whatever player in the world or whatever he was really really putting the heart out there and for him to have gone from where he was to what he got to mm. following, you know, just sour relations and whatnot. I think it's just very, yeah, it's very, yeah, upsetting in a sense that, yeah, such a, you know, detri- like a, a big part of, yeah, of your your successful years have just been, yeah, I don't know. I think that just kind of set like the, the, the tone for the squad, but that sort of environment because I just remember – 
also when he did leave, just that sort of fallout um, from the players as well because it was like on Twitter even. Like I remember, um, I, like, I think Cameron King and um, yeah, players like that, uh, Brett Morris even, like, you know, having, um, you know, tweeting about it being disappointing or um, mm. yeah, just things like along those lines and you've never seen anything like that before, like players speaking out like that and it's just yeah I feel as though that sort of set the tone really for the whole post Bennett era to date really so it's um yeah it's interesting that's for sure well look that's all of that uh we're gonna we're gonna do, we're gonna dissolve all of that memory for you oh, and we're fantastic. going to so what we're gonna like I said like we said we're going to do is look how about we give him four more years because I think he went to the okay. he went to Newcastle and then he went back to Brisbane mm-hmm. so let's let's give him the two or three years he had at, at Newcastle instead mm-hmm. at, at the Dragons mm-hmm. uh, so look I think the first thing that would have happened is obviously you'd kept you would have kept Darius Boyd for for mm-hmm. he would have signed off for another three years uh, you probably would have kept yeah, yeah definitely would have you would have you probably would have kept a couple of those others um, you know Alex McKinnon. Would oh, have been really yeah. great to keep. Uh, yeah. Look, we may be able to actually. Uh, look, this is going to sound a little bit more, but I'm not going to. I don't really want to say this one, but perhaps Alex McKinnon doesn't have the injury he has because he's not playing in the game for yeah. Newcastle. So I don't know. I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to really touch on that too much. But he was such a promising young player, Alex McKinnon, and it's. It was such a shame what happened to him. Um, and it would have been great to see what he could have done, especially if he stayed in the in that Dragons jersey yeah. for you. So look. I don't want to. I don't want you to predict you're going to win like every single season from then on, something <laughs> like that. But I can see that obviously, you know, after 2012, that next season you guys have 2013 is mm. is the one where you finish up right down the bottom with us and the Tigers. So probably yeah. the worst. Like I've said to everyone else I know, probably one of the worst seasons of NRL in, in history of any kind of rugby oh, league sure. because you know oh. my favourite team finished last and my second favourite team finished second last. So mm. you know, like because uh, I'm a I, I love the Tigers too, um, but not <laughs> as much as the Eels. Yeah, everyone Aren't loves they? it. It's the second favorite team, <laughs> and so for for you and me, it would have been a, a disastrous year because your team was down yeah. there too. Um, yeah. I, I made a joke at at the time, you know, that the um, Parramatta and St George and and the Dragon, uh, sorry, Parramatta Dragons and Tigers games was like the cripple fight. You know, like yeah. <laughs> we, you know, because we were so bad. It, those three teams were so far below everyone else. It was so bad, and I felt it. I felt really great in that, that year because we were able to beat both of you, um, but we still finished last. So I, I don't know if we should. Don't we can keep that as our. You know, I think it, it's, it's it's a good achievement. I mean, any yeah. team that you know finishes last, you got to laugh. At, you know, you got at least that. yeah, you so, got hey, you we beat you. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that sort of fine. Stuff. Really. It's embarrassing for us, so it's um yeah, you may as well bask in it. So that's fine. So so yeah. for you guys in 2013, you're not going to finish third last anymore because you're going to have you're obviously going to have uh, you know one of the greatest coaches of all time. Uh, okay, so I think the the situation in 2013 is you're still going to have Darius Boyd, and I know mm-hmm. I know what a lot of people are a bit tainted by the recent Darius Boyd situation, uh, but mm-hmm. 2013 Darius Boyd is probably well. I mean, he won the 2010 Fullback of the Year in the Daly M's. Mm. I think 2013 he was still right up there. So you yeah, know, definitely, he, he um, would have been great to have held on to at that point. Like. I don't know. I feel as though he was really like he was kind of like taking off. Like when he was first, when he first came to the Dragons, like that '09 period, it was like 
you know, he had really started finding his feet towards the end of the season. He started building from that point. And I think if he had, you know, that's his peak really when, when he kind of left for Newcastle and he didn't, I don't know, I think he just didn't, um, he didn't set the world alight in Newcastle and there might have been some factors that had um, prevented that. So perhaps him staying with Wayne at the Dragons would have really like, yeah, he could have gone on to even, you know, even greater things really. So, yeah, it'd be an interesting prospect, that's for sure. Yeah, that's definitely right. And then, you know, I'm not going to say too much about Adam Cuppins that I don't think there was much left for him in his career. Uh, no, and, no. and obviously we talked to Alex McKinnon. So mm. uh, rather than just going through who you kind of lost in that period, it mm. might it might be interesting just – I just want to have a quick look at, at the sort of gains. So I've got a little losses and gains thing from those years. Mm-hmm. So 2013, well, I think we'll start from there because, I mean, look, we can get to th- – through 2012 and we've got you know Cameron Cameron King is is listed as a gain even mm. though he played two years earlier because he yeah. basically hadn't played and you picked up guys like Will Matthews and Josh Miller mm. they were they were good players and Chase Stanley and stuff like that Daniel Vito yeah. um, still some good players I, I think uh, you know with, with Wayne around those players would have been a lot better but the interesting oh, one absolutely the interesting absolutely. one is 2013 you guys pick up Josh Dugan um, mm. I don't know if that actually happens because I'm not sure if you guys would you. I'm not sure if Wayne would have picked would have taken. I don't Josh think Dugan. he would have. No. I don't think he would have. I feel like he'd be. I don't know. Too polarizing as such. I just don't think he fits in. Um, in Wayne's sort of, mm. not like his his prototype or whatever he he kind of goes for. But I don't know. I just don't think um, that would have been like a thing it would have it would have gone against Wayne's image as such but then again he is sort of that father figure as well so he, he could have been a figure that you know it could have helped change Dugan but if if yeah. if Darius is there I don't see any need for Dugan to well that's come. what I was thinking yeah I was thinking if you're still gonna yeah. have Darius Boyd um Dugan's coming as what a center and that's yeah. he didn't really need it and I don't think that no. would have happened so you know the the other one is you pick up a young Tyson Frizzell at that point as well and I yeah. think I think his career would have done a lot better having Wayne around as, oh, as his coach so Absolutely. you know that's that's another that's obviously another positive. And I'm just I'm just going through these players, just seeing, you know, like a, a, some of them are not gonna kick on or anything like that. But I could see no. that definitely being a case. And a, oh, in definitely. in that same season, Bo Scott leaves to go to Newcastle, and that mm-hmm. I don't know if that was still have happened. You know, like I, it might have still happened, but I'm not sure if he fa- followed Wayne like a year later and everyone else did. I'm sure that uh, mm. could have been the case. I mean, obviously... Yeah, he did seem yeah. that way. And that was a big loss, actually, Bo Scott leaving. Mm. Like, that was... um. Well, he's in a force, That was the thing. As when mm. I knew from his time from Par- when he played at Parramatta, that's what he was mm. there for. He was there to, yeah, you know... Yeah, he continued for such a long time. Like, his age really didn't, you know, didn't impact him until quite later on, I found. Like, I feel, feel as though, like, having, yeah, that, that physical presence, but also him to boost morale like he was just um man he just got into everything and he, um yeah that was a big big shock when i remember yeah the the year later that he left um or the announcement that he was going to newcastle and yeah that strong indication that wayne was yeah obviously the main factor yeah yeah obviously he would have stuck around and i think um that could have really that would have helped the you know the up and coming forwards at the dragons he yeah, that would have benefited them so well having Bo Scott. Like, yeah, imagine Frizzell and, like, you know, learning a bit more off Scott. Like, you know, I think that's just 
yeah, that's that's a what if, really. That's a big, big what if. Well, that's so, what we're here for, Steph. It's all about what ifs. Uh, is, so <laughs> that could have been a good duo up front, like the you know, up in the second row. It would have been. Yeah, yeah can imagine that. That would have that would have caused a bit of havoc, I think. Well, that's um, right. Yeah, that would and and like you said, you know, he's he did so much for a lot of young players, and, and he did the yeah. same thing when he was at Parramatta too. Um, you know, we got we got yeah. the tail end of him, and he wasn't quite the same player. But no. you know, definitely was was good for the young forwards to to have someone yeah. like that around. Uh, I suppose the, the next the next year, if I just want to move on quickly to the next year, because yeah, I, of course. I found it really interesting. Two thousand and fourteen. Now, mm-hmm. this this is kind of getting towards the end. I think you know we we would sort of say maybe this might be one of his last couple of years. Maybe this one, mm-hmm. maybe the next one. So. What I found really interesting is one of your signings for that year was Ben Ma- uh, Benjamin Marshall, as it's written here. So oh, yeah. uh, good old Benji that Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So as, yeah. as the Parramatta fans used to, were chanting at the time, we we're calling him Bungie. So uh, that was yeah. all great. Um, yeah, one of my one of my favourite highlights of a Parramatta Stadium again was when he he started playing because you know me liking the Tigers and maybe not liking the Dragons so much, and he goes and leaves <laughs> he and comes back to the Dragons. Game, but- well, he uh, threw he threw a, he threw a pass, and I'm not kidding you. If you were eight foot tall, you wouldn't have caught this thing. He threw it so honestly, far over the winger. I don't know how why he started like he how he got into that. Like he never like what Benji in his prime. He wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know if it was like that sort of rugby union did something to him. But yeah, like hmm. or it, well, I guess he was doing it. I guess towards the end at the Tigers. But yeah, yeah. just yeah, why? And it was just. What a shocking game to have debuted. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was like, bad. like, you kind of knew deep down that, oh, you're not going to get that Benji, you know, 05 Benji and whatnot. You knew deep down, but then there was a party that was just like, oh, no, but, you know, he's, he's going to do it. Yeah, it's Benji. Right. Like, he, it's just the aura of Benji. He's going to, like, you know, be resurrected or whatever. And, you know, just that prospect of him and Widdop in the halves, like, you'd be, mm-hmm. oh, You'd be laughing, but like if it went like all well, but it just didn't. Yeah, that that game against Para. Oh, yeah. Well, well, this is the funny thing. That's why I wanted to sort of been bring up Benji as well, because mm. when you look at the the gains and losses, so you mentioned Gareth Widdop as well. Um, you mm. guys also picked up Sam Williams, who's a mm. halfback, um, mm-hmm. and it seems like maybe the reason for that is because of the losses in that season. That's the that's the year that Jamie Soward leaves. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels like. Out of desperation, uh, St George just threw what they could to, you know, threw out what they could out there to sort of try and uh, replace, you know, this halfback. The, you know, obviously, you know, Soward, like you said, one of the superior halfbacks in the competition at the time. Mm. Um, you know, like if, if I, I, I'm not sure if this is correct, but, you know, if Wayne's there, is Jamie Soward still playing with the Dragons? And I think so. Do they sign so. Benji Marshall? Maybe, maybe not. Like it's no, I think so. To be honest, I think yeah, you're right. It's just that loss of yeah, Soward. Even who else like that year? Um, Fiend, I think. Um, mm. And yeah, like I think that's the year that like Hastings might have. You know, even though not in the first grade sort of side of things. Like that's yeah. a very big like a big loss in a junior sense. So I think, yeah, you're right. They do they do throw the feelers out anywhere. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, we're old Sam Williams too, the poor guy. Like, he just, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but, he bounced you know, backwards and forwards between you guys and Canberra. And it, yeah. I mean, he still never really got a, a permanent gig, but, you know, no, he, I think he, he loves did, yeah. Canberra so much, he just he keeps going back there. So I don't know. Yeah, which is, which is fair, I guess. But, um, yeah, that, that, I don't see that signing even happening under... I don't know. I don't see that happening under Wayne. No, I don't know. I, just I think feel... there was just depth. I think they were going for depth as much as they could, yeah. and they just brought in... And it even, it even lists Michael Witt. You know what I mean? Like Michael oh. Whip was one of those two. So it's like he signed four halves in a season and mm. dropped Jamie Sauer, like basically, you know, got rid of Jamie Sauer. And then you, mm. it was like a scramble to try and to try and find someone. And oh, I think yeah. with Wayne around, there wouldn't have been a scramble. Even if Sauer had decided to go to Penrith, even if it was mm. like, you know, mutual, we'll, we'll send him over there. I don't think you guys go scrambling for a halfback. Oh, I just don't 100%. see that. No, I don't think so at all. I think either you, you, you have... So unlike Hastings coming from the juniors or, and someone else, or mm. you do find a replacement that's at that, you know, that quality, mm-hmm. very, um, yeah, very, like, yeah, very quickly rather than finding four, like, you know, subpar, I guess, like, not to be terrible, but, like, not first grade, setting the world alight the, the way that Soward would have done so. So I think... Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a different situation if Wayne sticks around. That's for sure. That's right. Well, and not to not to rub this in any further, but one of <laughs> one of the other players. And look, I'm I'm not gonna this. <laughs> This is quite silly because he wasn't the same player, and he wasn't even the same. Wasn't even this player until like three years later. But one of the losses for that year was Damian Cook, and I hadn't even realised. I thought oh. he was from Canterbury. I hadn't even no, realised no. he played for St George. So that's how much you know down that the was, path we were. A very big loss, a very very big loss, and they tend to do that with um, the, the hookers for some reason. Like mm. it's um yeah, you see it with Cook. Um, a lot that have the potential, they may not have gone on to that potential, like. Even I think Craig Garvey at times could have been been a player that could have flourished really well in the system, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, even you know speaking years later, looking at um, at Reese Robson at, who's gone to the the Cowboys, I think yeah. that's another one. So yeah, that's another one that I think yeah, if he sticks around. Ugh, that year could have been um, yeah, or the years following could have been very interesting. So yeah, that's right. So look, I haven't. I haven't gone through every one of your seasons from 2012 onwards, but you know, mm-hmm. we obviously know you dropped well, well away in 2013, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. And then there is a bit of revival. I, I know when you said to me when we were doing this topic, oh, we've mm-hmm. never really recovered from, from Wayne. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, fair enough. That's probably a fair enough comment, but mm-hmm. I've got to say, they weren't disastrous seasons after 13. They were. No, reasonably they, okay so yeah know. they they're not like at the the bottom bottom end of the ladder which is which is some like this is like something that i've just always been very amazed with the dragons that i don't know like in some of those years you do look at this you know like at what could have happened and how we didn't get you know wooden spoon or whatever it's like yeah it's some like miracle sometimes i think but um yeah it, it's good to see that they never really got to that that point even though it um yeah, it could have gotten there. So yeah, yeah, Side no, break, but yeah, that's that's right. And I was just I was just looking at it then. So basically, uh, 2014, you were like one game out of playing finals, mm. and 15, you finished eighth. You know, like it's not, it wasn't disastrous, but obviously we know 2013 was terrible. Um, oh yeah, and yeah. then we we don't speak much about 13. No, we we shall not speak of 13 again ever, no. ever again on this <laughs> podcast. I think never. I th- 
I think we're going to have to put some kind of um, some sort of you know rule on this that I'm not going to talk about that season ever again because it just oh, makes me don't. angrier and angrier every time I talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's very confusing, but yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, look, I I think we j- we can go through those players and we can see that that would have had a bigger effect. You know, having having Wayne around and. You know, a lot of people put the knock on him that you know when he leaves a place, he leaves it in the wor- in a worse case than than what it mm. was. Mm. I don't know if that still would have happened to you, and you might have had a few more good years, and then you know maybe the 2013 that we weren't supposed to speak of mm. would happen a little bit later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure if maybe yeah. that could have been the case, but yeah, it's it's um, yeah. It seems to be something that happens when Wayne leaves, isn't it? It's just like yeah, just. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's it's just like the whole everyone just falls apart. But yeah, like you you do see what um I guess that follow on effect when you left Newcastle. Just um yeah, just how angry they and passionate they were they were much more angry. I found that than um like that fan base. I guess they um always do have a bit of a like to have a bit of a win just such. But um but um yeah, like I think they were a bit more um yeah a bit more broken as such than what the dragons were so yeah it's very interesting it's a it's it yeah it must just be a, a bennett effect but yeah not too sure what it is I'm not too sure but I, I mean delaying it at the dragons would have been nice but yeah well you can only you can only put it off for so long i suppose that's it that's, <laughs> that's it and it's, you know it's probably good that we've we've ripped the band-aid off but it's as though we haven't been able to heal from it as such so it's um completely but um yeah it's interesting times that's for sure what if he stays? That's yeah. Well, that's right. I, look, I'm not going to guarantee you another premiership that in that window or anything like that. But I think it would have been at least more successful than what you were. Uh, uh-huh. I, look, I don't know whether he does leave places worse than what they are. I'm not sure whether it's just you know our, our old friend Nathan Brown trying to hey say look look at the mess that Wayne left you in and I'll, look I can fix it, but you're going to have to give me three years of bad results. Um, well, yeah, it, and to me that just sounds like it's you know not a lot of faith in himself or not a lot of faith in the in the players that are there and whatnot. You know, it's just and and again, it's probably just the way in which he's just secured the job is by saying that you know putting a bit of spin on it as such. So yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting that's for sure. Yeah, it could be worrying for for Warriors fans um, if that's mm. if that is the case. You know, mm. like he's he's coming into I'm, a reasonable situation there, so let's just hope he does yeah. well for them. Very interested to see how that plays out. On a side note, I think that that's a squad that's got a lot of potential. So it's um yeah, it's interesting what will happen. That's for sure. Well, that's right. And I mean, you've, they've got their we've got our old fo- our mate Phil Gould there as well. Yeah, helping oh, him say out. No more. So I know yeah. what could what could go wrong. Oh, surely nothing. I think they might be premiers. You, you, you know, premiers twenty twenty one. Get the hats out already. I reckon. Make the shirts. Well, there's got to be, but there's got to be a plan, Steph. There's got to be a seventy years plan because, because you know that oh. Phil Gould had a five year plan, mm. um, and I think you know there was a there was probably about a five year plan from from Nathan Brown at Newcastle. So maybe they've got a mm. 10, 15 year plan. Like maybe they're just going to add them together. The plans. That's are, it. You know that That's could be it. the way to go. I, I'm not sure. Just not sure. Well, well. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in terms of I think in terms of dragons and and uh, redeeming myself. Hopefully, I've done a bit of redemption there, and hopefully, oh, you definitely. guys don't, don't all hate me now. But um, no, I think it's a, it's good to have these. Like you know, this, you've, you've given some good perspective. I think, and I think there's some great points. Like yeah, it, it's 
it's such a yeah so it's not like sad in a way but it, it's yeah you get very um nostalgic in the sense that yeah it could have been so different but I guess um yeah who you, you just, it's just hard to predict but yeah, and you just look at the players that, you know, did come through post-Wayne and mm. you just think that some of them that were there, like, you know, they could have really benefited. Like, imagine, like, Daniel Vito. He had so much potential. I was very, very excited for him when he well, for when he signed. I thought that's a that, – I don't know. I was a big fan of him at Canberra and I just think he just wasn't uh, – he just didn't get that opportunity to – reach the heights that that career had and that, you know good on him he's on to the what wwe now but yeah like i don't know to me he there was something about him that that really really could have kicked off and it just didn't so i think that would be really interesting and to me that's the thing that like yeah makes me a bit upset about the post wayne era is the sense that yeah a lot of these players that come through that had come through just didn't get that opportunity to to kind of yeah, have that effect from Wayne as such. So yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing I think for me. But, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Um, look, Daniel Vito had all of the. He had the right body shape. He had the right, mm. you know, he had he had everything he needed to be to be a successful player out there. Yeah. And it just seemed like the head wasn't quite in the right place. So no, no, you know, a lot of um, yeah. I feel I feel as though um, from what I understood and um saw, I guess with him was just a lot more of that social scene as such, which is not a problem, but, you know, it's just, you know, was that focus completely on football? Probably not. And I think Wayne had that sort of effect where you, you do hear players saying, like, you look at what he did with Darius, I guess, and even Salwood, like, it's just, he really gave them direction. He really gave them, like, that sense of, you know, this is what I'm doing, for, like, what I'm, I'm playing footy for. This is, you know, I've got this potential. And he really got the best out of a lot of players. And I think that's, yeah, just even now looking at what he's doing with Souths, like, yeah, he, he seems to have been, like, you know, he still has that aura about him. He's still got that mentoring effect. And I think that's his, his biggest positive is that mentoring side I think you know you when you have that sort of person like as a coach and that figure that you know does like you know in Darius's sense and perhaps in all of them like that father figure I think that just makes you stronger as a team and I think when you have that strong team morale and whatnot that that translates to to great results so um yeah it's it's a shame that we only got a few years of it but yeah yeah, they're, they're but, the good years. That's yeah, sure. you got a premiership out of it, so you can't. Oh, absolutely. If we you did can better take than Newcastle, him, so that's nice. That's right. You take you yes. take three years of it and get a premiership in th- one of the three years. I think you take it any time. You can take. Oh, it. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's much better than yeah, ten years or more of yeah, just trying for you know and going through numerous coaches and whatnot. So it's um yeah, it's good. It's something that yeah you you do have a sense of pride about. So that's. Yeah, very nice. All right. Well, look, I, I don't know if we can do too much more, Steph. It was a really great chat to have with you. Um, I might, thank I might you. let you go. And uh, thank you very much for for coming on and and being, you know, and talking about the dragons and and Wayne Bennett and everything. And we'll uh, I'll talk to you next time. Yes, thank you very much, David. Really appreciated it. And um, yeah, look, you never know, guys. Dragons twenty twenty one, maybe. Look, uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to say it right here. Everyone's got you guys as number sixteen. <laughs> I d- yeah. I don't think so. I really don't no. see it. I really can't see how you're going to. Okay, it might happen, but you know, I'm a, t- it, I'm a terrible. It's bound judge, to happen eventually. Yeah. I think you know it's um, 
yeah, it, you know, one day it might, but we might become, you know, we might be the team that never gets last place. But yeah, if it, if it happens, it happens. But yeah, I think um, there's a lot of potential in that squad. So yeah, even though we have questionable um, dis- um, decisions for round one, mm. we don't know what, yeah, what they've been. That's yeah. right. Just just beat Manly. That's all you got to do. Just beat oh, Manly and, and hopefully they'll We've finish been... last. Oh, that's all we can hope for, isn't it? Just nice bottom side of the table being, yeah, Manly. I mean, Penrith, I'm not a big fan of either, but I don't see them going far. <laughs> I was going to say, but, you might be waiting a while yeah. to see Penrith down yeah, the bottom of the table but again. You can only hope. You can only hope. But, yeah, <laughs> as long as we beat Manly, beat the Tigers, yeah, they're the ones that you feel good about. Even Parramatta, I think, it'd be nice to get a few oh, over okay. you. But, um, we'll we'll yeah. see what happens because yeah. <laughs> basically I have no confidence this year, so we'll, we'll <laughs> just see what happens. Oh, you never know. You never know. I'm the biggest pessimist there there ever was. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of the only Eels fans that thinks they're not going to make the top eight this year but you know we'll, we'll see what happens that's it that's the joy of a new season is that you have all the predictions and whatever but it's um very rare that they all sort of play out so it's um yeah the, the joy of um the new year is um yeah seeing how it all kicks on and yeah it's, it's exciting it's, it's like it's christmas is here that's for sure so it's um yeah <laughs> bring right. on bring it on i'm so excited Oh, good. All right. Well, I'll let you get it, get going, and you can gear up for you know the first game of the year. So when people listen to this, they'll be like, "What are these people talking about?" It's been like yeah. right round four, but that's fine. Um, that's good. No, no, like basically, everyone's going to know uh, that I'm recording it before the first game happens. So mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. all the scandals that have happened from from now on, that that you know, I perhaps the dragons are four and zero, or perhaps you know. You know, perhaps well, you guys yeah. are leading the comp at this point. So let's yeah, let's well, just hope so that good for you. To see. Yeah, it's actually, you know, just, yeah, it's so great to see that Jack Bird is the number one try scorer at the moment. I just think that it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't expect it personally. I thought it was going to be Ravalawa, but Jack Bird's just really come out of the, the blocks really well this year. And Paul Vaughan, he's, he's setting the light, the world alight, I guess. New South Wales jersey's his again, so that's good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steph. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, David. Take care. <laughs> 